And I joked with him constantly. I was like, okay, we have all this expertise. We <laughs> literally like have access to, you know, the tooling to find opportunities. Like, let's start to build our own portfolio. But of course, I'm like, I want it to be Airbnbs because of course I want to be able to use them at some point <laughs> and take advantage of like this real estate portfolio we're building. Um, and he, he was all in. He was like, sure, I'll go in with you. Like, let's start building something. Welcome to Behind the Stays, a podcast that shares the stories behind your favorite Airbnbs and the hosts who've made them memorable. Behind the Stays is brought to you by Spontaneous, a free weekly newsletter that brings you a carefully curated list of last-minute deals and upcoming steals on Airbnb. Sign up at spontaneous.com. I'm your host, Zach Cruz. Enjoy the show. In just a moment, you'll meet Ali Nichols, co-founder of Getaway. Getaway is on a mission to make vacation rental real estate accessible to the next generations of investors and to reimagine travel memberships by allowing investors to stay in the premier homes that they own. Ali has been interested in real estate since she was a young child. She used to come home on Sunday mornings after church and circle the listings in the newspaper with the open houses that she wanted to visit. After working for technology companies like Uber and Bungalow, Ali was bit by that entrepreneurial bug and began desiring to start her own company. Tune in to hear the story behind where the idea for Getaway came from and what her goals are for the company over the next 12 months. All right, without further ado, get ready to meet Allie Nichols. All right, Allie, we are, we're live. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Zach. I'm really excited to be here. Likewise, likewise. Um, I was just mentioning, I uh, heard about you guys through a couple folks in in the industry that I really respect. So I'm excited to chat about your story, hear a little bit more about Getaway and all the all the fun stuff that you're that you're up to. Um, Ali, one of the, one of the things I love to do when folks come on the show to just kind of kick things off is to ask them this this question. So if if I were to uh, show up at a happy hour with you and and some of your closest friends. And if I were to ask them to tell me a little bit about Ali, what is it that you imagine they might say, or or is there a story that they might immediately tell? Yeah. So I think immediately everybody would joke that they call me Queen of the Deal. Um, I am the <laughs> annoying friend, annoying, but like also the friend you you want in your group that will try and optimize every vacation, negotiating rent, um, <laughs> how, how to get our security deposit back a hundred percent, um, and then some kind of deal. And so, you know, every single one of my friends has experienced, uh, me trying to optimize the situation. And I think it's funny cause it, it really translates over to the real estate world and, and what I've chosen to do with my career and profession. So uh, there'd probably be a few embarrassing stories there about <laughs> me trying to really haggle a good deal. <laughs> that uh, what's a, what's a good one? Like what's an what's a time where you had to like really work at it? To, and then like a time where you 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 eventually got the deal, but it, like it was harder than you thought up front. Yeah, I think uh, so. Back when I I lived in San Francisco, we it was the period where like everybody in the world was moving to San Francisco. This is like 2014. Uh, we had, you would show up at apartments and there'd be a line of 50 people like with cashier's checks ready to go. Cause it's just so hard to find an apartment. Yeah. And so, uh, I went one day to an apartment that said like, absolutely no three adults living here. Like we want a, a couple or a family. Like we do not want adult roommates. Yeah. Um, and not only did I, was I able to convince like my sweet future, sweet landlord who lived above us that we were three upstanding young women. Um, and here with our resumes and all of this, I was actually able to negotiate the rent down $200 extra a month, which at the time was wow. like absolutely unheard of. <laughs> um, so I remember that one going down and like the books is like, how did you pull that off? Like Jeez. one, they weren't even allowing us to stay here. Like nobody, nobody had showed up that were other roommates. They were all couples and things like that. And then you got a deal on the apartment. Like 
how did you pull like, that who off? does so, this? Yeah. Yeah. Who does that? So that's like one of the ones that I'm very proud of. Um, and then I think, you know, anytime, <laughs> anytime I've negotiated like a deal on buying a car recently, okay, those have been way harder yeah. than expected. I think, you know, just the last two years in, uh, with the demand for things, but we've been able to pull off pull off some good ones where you're getting like 10, 15% below ask. So everything's a negotiation I've learned Mm. and whether it's real estate, whether it's buying, whether it's going on vacation, there's opportunities to find deals anywhere you go. I, I love that. I love that. I love that. The identifying as, as this too, as like, as like the deal person, because it then I, I feel like it probably forces you to get get creative right like okay yeah. if if i'm committed to like upholding this as like part of my identity all right in this in this instance right how how might i negotiate a, a slightly better deal on this airbnb or like okay what what would it look like to be able to haggle just five percent lower than where it's at right now right just so, just so you can like stay true to your reputation Um. (laughs) (laughs) well and the thing is it never hurts to ask yeah the worst thing that people can say is no then you have your answer i was um i've shared this story a couple times on on the podcast but i um my wife and i were living full-time on airbnb for 15 months during the pandemic and i what i would do is i'd say like hey i've got this podcast and this is when we were like really really small and like nobody knew us I was like, Wait, I've got this podcast. Like, I'd love to have you come on the show. Uh, could I, you know, interview you for an hour in exchange for like a 25% discount on the nightly rate or whatever? And I kid you not, like, most of the time it worked. Most of the That's time, I was, I was very transparent. I was like, hey, here's where we're at. We're just starting out. Like, you know, we don't have much of a following yet, but um, yeah, we, I would love to come stay at your place. And I think there was just something about like this idea of, oh, wow, like somebody cares enough to like record our story that it was absolutely worth like to them 25% or more off the nightly rate. So anyways, just to just to add um, credibility to what you're saying too. I, I in you know, I don't do it as often as I probably should. My wife's Latin. And so like, in, in her like family and in their, their culture, they're constantly haggling. Like it's always like no matter like <laughs> yeah. where we go, it's always like, oh, I don't know, like, could we do this a little cheaper? You know, and I, I'm just a little bit more like, no, 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 like, you know, pe- people put a lot of time into this put a lot of work into this like i, I don't want to ask for a discount right um so anyways i feel like you got to use discretion but um yes yes fully yeah. like you don't want to <laughs> say that i'm like going into every conversation trying to get a deal but uh, that's just the known nickname um last last little bit on this and then we'll transition to talking a little bit more about uh, the incredible company that you're building but is there like a is there like a hack or like a pro tip you have for like if you if you just want to get better at negotiating like here's here's how you do it do you do you have like a preferred like go to either uh starter question or things you should look for or how to make people feel not like uncomfortable in a bad way, but slightly yeah. like, oh, okay, shoot, like shit, maybe I should like listen to her. Yeah. So taking this from a different angle, like one of the tips that I always try to do, and uh, my fiance will laugh when he hears this at some point, but anytime we check into a hotel, so this isn't like asking for a discount okay. necessarily, but anytime we check into a hotel, like being ex- one extremely kind and like re- respectful of whoever's helping you, but then kind of flipping it back on them of like, is there a room that you would pick if you were checking in? Like if you, you're looking at everything you have, like, is there a place you, you would pick for yourself? Like for this like special weekend away for us. And I'm telling you nine out of 10 times, it works like a charm. Like wow. just putting, how do you get somebody to put themselves in your shoes um, and make it feel personal? That just opens people up and then they want to help you because they're like, Oh, I, you know what, actually like this room on the top floor with the ocean view is really nice. Like nobody's <laughs> staying in it. Like, yeah, you guys could have it for two nights. Wow. So just, just being one, super kind and respectful. And then two, trying to get people to see it from your point of view and put, put themselves in your shoes, I think helps a lot. Yeah. Or it's like you're at like the car dealership and you're like, 
all right, buddy, like what, what car would you buy for your girlfriend? And like, what, like, yes. or like, you know, and at what price, and at what price, right? Like, and, and like, yeah. okay, let's, let's be honest, like your kid, like, you know, your, 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 your daughter or whatever, like she wants her, you know, she wants the car, like, wh- wh- how, you know, h- how do you find like the perfect car for her at a price that makes sense, given that it's a starter car or whatever? Like, I, I love totally. that. That's, that's a really good, I'm going to use that. I'm going to use that. Okay. Yeah. How do you help make people remember for you know even like a or think for a split second about like what would i do in, in this particular person's shoes um even if they even if like the the power dynamics are such that like they have all the control they get to put yeah. you in whatever <laughs> room they want to put you in like they owe you nothing right you booked the room yeah. right um but that's good i like that ali i like that cool one of the questions i get asked a lot from listeners is what they should look for in a pms or a property management system Now, we're lucky. There are a lot of great options in the market, which can't be said for software platforms in all industries. That said, I always encourage them to take a good look at Guesty for hosts. And here's why. First of all, Guesty's channel manager helps you centralize data across the major booking platforms and stay on top of all of the activity on your listings without having to hop back and forth between channels such as Airbnb, Booking.com, and Verbo. Second, Guesty's automation tools enable you to ensure you connect with guests in a meaningful, creative, and instant fashion. You can make custom messages for a variety of situations, from a response to an initial inquiry to a post-checkout follow-up encouraging your guests to leave a review. Third, Guesty for Hosts includes a website builder feature that allows you to create your own branded booking website in just minutes, allowing you to grow your listing's brand value and increase your direct bookings. And finally, Guesty has raised over $170 million, which means that they've got some serious cash to continue to seriously invest in their product. So here's the deal. If you're an STR host without a PMS system or a host looking to explore a new one, I've got a treat for you. The team at Guesty is giving Behind the Stays listeners and Sponstaneous subscribers 20% off their first year when they use the discount code SPONSTANEOUS at checkout. That's S-P-O-N. S-T-A-Y-N-E-O-U-S, Sponstaneous at checkout. You can get started with a 14-day free trial today. No credit card, setup fee, or commitment required, and you can cancel anytime if you don't love it. Once your 14-day free trial is up, use the discount code Sponstaneous for 20% off your first year. Guestie for hosts. It's the bestie of top-rated STR Superhosts. Well, give us give us the Shark Tank pitch uh, for for Getaway. What's just like the you know elevator pitch? If Shark Tank, I was on a podcast recently. Somebody's like, "Oh, Shark Tank pitch. That's like so intimidating." I was like, "It doesn't have to be perfect. Like, it could be an elevator pitch. Just tell tell me about Getaway." I love it. Okay, so we are building at Getaway. We're building a real estate investing platform that's really built to create a new generation of real estate investors. So we're offering ownership shares of awesome vacation rentals, um, starting at just a thousand dollars per share. And then, as an investor, you own, uh, you earn cash flow and appreciation from your ownership stake. Nice. Um, and then, beyond the financial investment, um, members be, be, basically get to use the entire getaway portfolio with membership rates and uh. discounts. So there's like this investment not only in your real estate portfolio and growing that, but also in your lifestyle and and being able to invest in in going on vacation and traveling and spending time with friends and family. Very well done. So if I if I'm um, getting this right, uh, as an investor, I get access to all the portfolio, all, all the homes that are part of your portfolio, and then I can go book like a place in New York for a week at like a discounted rate or at a rate that's exclusive for members. I mean, that's just like a, an added benefit to being to being a part of Getaway. Totally. It's like very much the cherry on top. Um, and a lot of that comes from, you know, there's so many real estate investing opportunities out yeah. in the world. And, and there's more and more platforms to that are making it more accessible. Um, one thing that we've been really focused on is like, why choose us and and how can we make sure that that folks are benefiting from actually being invested on our platform beyond just the financial incentives yeah um very similar to buying your own airbnb property a hundred percent like you'd still get to go and vacation to it often um or you know go work on it and vacation to it when you want um and so we're trying to take that experience of truly owning a vacation rental property and make it as realistic as we can um, for just a fractional ownership stick. 
Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. I feel like there's a there's a few, uh, or probably more than a few of folks kind of similar to you guys that are like that have been popping up recently, um, or at least you know recent they've come into my uh, they've come onto my radar a little bit more uh, recently. I'm curious, like how how do you guys like compare to like a like a like I think here right here is yeah. is probably a competitor of yours, and there was one that somebody just sent me, uh, actually a listener of the podcast. I feel like it was called like sun, sunrise or sunset or sun something um, summer, summer 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 summer, summer. Homes. yeah summer yeah. homes okay okay that's what it was. Um, so yeah, how, how do you how do you kind of compare to to those platforms? Yeah, so so. Um, comparing us to here, I think really the biggest differentiator is this ability to utilize the entire portfolio. Of yeah, like we're okay. so focused on, you know, being able to touch and feel your investment and having this like real sense of pride of ownership, um, being able to bring, you know, friends to a property and say like, I own part of this, yeah. um, is, is something that's really core to us. And we're really, really, really focused on the membership experience. So after you, what happens after you invest, mm. how do you, how do you continuously engage with the portfolio of getaway homes? Um, and how do we drive like a really awesome experience when you're staying? Um, so I would say that's our biggest differentiator there. And then on the summer homes front, um, really the, the access point. So summer homes, you're buying, um, you know, buying into a membership or by actually buying an entire yeah. home yourselves yeah. and, and managing it through their platform. Um, and it's just the upfront capital required to do something like that. And then also the risk assessment of being locked into one property yep. solely versus the ability to diversify across multiple. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, yeah. very good, very good, uh, distillation there of, of your, of your competitors. Um, that's cool. Uh, so, I want to talk a little bit more about you. Like growing up, um, what what held your interest? Like when you were a kid, were you like, "Oh, I want to go into real estate," or "I want to start <laughs> my own company," or like, talk to us about like what Ali was thinking about in uh, you know as a as a I don't know ten year old. Yeah, it's so funny. Um, I've actually been obsessed with real estate since I was a little kid. Really, like, I was the <laughs> obsessed. <laughs> I was the one every Sunday after church. I would go and be. Uh, Oregonian newspaper okay. and circle circle all the open houses that I thought were interesting and force my parents to drive us around and go to each of them. Um, and it was funny because it wasn't just like, oh, I want to go look at these amazing, beautiful homes. It was very much like me trying to convince them that if they traded in, like sold our house and traded into this house, it was actually a much better investment because of the neighborhood or... <laughs> the view of that property or the the opportunity from a price per square foot and like <laughs> like that was our weekend activity wow. as a family um so i think my parents always thought i would end up in the real estate industry but of course like in true kid fashion my dad is an attorney so i was like i'm gonna go to law school someday so glad I didn't. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm so thankful for all the lawyers that help us, but I definitely would not have been a good fit for me. Um, and so I, I think throughout my career, you know, I started out in the tech industry and always wanted to have, you know, every step I've taken have gotten closer and closer to uh, real estate. And what I realized though, being, you know, working at tech companies is I love this idea of solving huge problems, working with incredibly smart people that are like so into what they're doing and yeah. love what they're doing. And, and really it's just an awesome energy and environment. And so being able to, to merge those two worlds and, and figure out how can technology help enable the next generation and way we think about real estate and optimizing that industry has been like, you know, focus of mine. And I think, with getting to getaway and starting getaway, we're finally, I'm finally getting to like live out that dream. Yeah. Um, so I can't say that 10 year old me knew that I would be <laughs> exactly in this spot, but I definitely, so many of the things I get to do today, um, I was doing it. <laughs> that's yeah. Um, so that, it's been pretty awesome. That is, that's a fantastic story. Um, uh, yeah, I, I think it's safe to say it's been in your blood since the beginning then. I mean, at least, at least somewhat, uh, which, which is funny. Cause I, I don't know, uh, uh, you know, I, I think you might be the first person I've interviewed on this show who said like, 
as a young child, they were interested in in real estate. It seems to be something that people kind of like fall into in like their like adult life. But um, that's awesome. That's awesome. I, I have a couple follow up questions around uh, concerning your time in working in tech. What what were some lessons that you learned there? Like, because you worked at you worked at if I remember correctly, it was Uber um, that you were working at, and then you also worked yeah. at um, oh gosh, uh, what was the name Bungalow. of the company? Bungalow. Thank you, Bungalow. Yes, yeah. yes. So, um, you know, talk to us about the, those two companies. Maybe a, a, an experience or two that you garnered at each that have really helped kind of like form you into the entrepreneur that you are today. Yeah, I mean, I think I've I've had such an amazing career to this point, um, and opportunity to work at some really amazing companies. Uh, with Uber, it was it was a total rocket ship. Like this is <laughs> Uber pre pre all of the like bad press. Yeah, okay. <laughs> Back when like you know, for the first time, everybody was like, "Oh wow, I can push a button and a car shows up." Like that's amazing. I wish I had that when I was in college. Like, yeah. That, it was that period. Um, and so the biggest takeaway in joining Uber and, and working at a company like that was like, wow, like you can really be a part of something that completely changes how the world interacts with one another. Um, and how cool is that? Um, and also just these amazing, amazing people that that company brought together and the talent and getting to work side by side with some of like the best and brightest. And again, having come from a consulting job previously, it was like, well, everybody really wants to be here. And Mm. like, they believe in what they're doing. And like that energy is just so hard to, it's just so tangible. It's hard to, to define. But once you're in an experience like that, you're like, I want to keep that forever. Yeah. Um, And so, but with that period, I actually, even at Uber, I had positioned myself to join the real estate team at Uber because I knew I wanted to get closer and closer to this real estate world. Um, And so then when I opportunity to join Bungalow, which at the time was like a 10-person seed stage prop tech startup, um, which initially we were focused on doing uh, co-living in major metropolitan cities, so helping roommates find each other. And it was a managed marketplace where... um, you know, we would basically help match folks and then manage the properties in, you know, a tech enabled property management system. Um, I was able to really, you know, join early on and help build that company from, from scratch. I think when I joined, we were a million dollars in, in recurring revenue. And when I left to start getaway, we were at like 60. Wow. So it was really, really like a rocket ship yeah. in terms of learning and getting to touch every aspect of the business from, you know, at first operations and, and market launch, then to running, building a support customer support team, building first ever sales teams and, and managing those. And then um, we transitioned Bungalow into really becoming a tech operator that allowed institutional capital to buy single family rentals. Huh. Um, and was able to run that whole program. And that's really where a lot of the ideas and like quote unquote expertise have come to, to set us up to build getaway. Wow. Um, so I think, you know, biggest takeaways are there's so much to learn at, you know, a startup and especially a hyper scaling startup. Um, and there's no shortage of opportunities to, to grow and take on more and more responsibility and, for anybody who's thinking about joining one, they should definitely do it because like it's the place you'll learn the fastest. Mm. Um, just throwing yourself in and having to figure it out. So well said. Um, so at what point while you're at Bungalow, because I imagine it happened while you were at Bungalow, does this idea that, that eventually would become Getaway first begin to percolate? Like, do you yeah, remember where you were question. or like what, 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 problem you were working on or project that you were working on that sort of inspired the idea? Yeah, totally. Um, so we, like I mentioned, we had transitioned the company into really becoming, you know, a platform to now, uh, enable capital to say, you know, source deals, acquire them, renovate them, and then manage them on the bungalow platform. And my co-founder and I, um, he ran really the product tech side of that initiative. And I ran the business side. 
And I joked with him constantly. I was like, okay, we have all this expertise. We <laughs> literally like have access to, you know, the tooling to find opportunities. Like, let's start to build our own portfolio. But of course, I'm like, I want it to be Airbnbs because of course I want to be able to use them at some point <laughs> and take advantage of like this real estate portfolio we're building. Um, and he, he was all in, he was like, sure, I'll go in with you. Like, let's start building something. Um, we got to the market and very quickly realized that as like two semi successful millennials, we were still very much priced out from like, you know, having the upfront capital needed to really get started at scale. And then also just the time and energy needed to effectively manage short-term rental properties. And yeah. I know so many people you've interviewed, like they understand it's a lot of work and to do it at the rate and level that you want is it basically can be a full-time job. Yeah. Um, and so that's when this light bulb moment happened of like, wait a second, like, what if we could actually build a platform that allowed, like, really a platform for us and our friends, but it allowed us to get access to these types of assets without needing to put in, you know, multiple hundreds of thousands of dollars up front, and then totally like ride on the risk of one property and hope we find a good property manager and all of these things. So it was like, could we build this for ourselves? And would other people be interested in it? Hmm. Um, and so we started to do some demand testing to see if there was interest in the broader market and, you know, externally. And then also I started surveying all my friends and folks in my network and everybody's like, oh, that's amazing. I've been wanting to get into real estate, but like, I only want to put $5,000 in. Yeah. And I love this idea of actually getting to like, go to my investment, like, that's a game changer. Um, and so we thought, okay, we really have something here. And so we went for it. Wow. Wow. That's awesome. And we're like, when you guys, at, at, were, you started building, I, I would imagine get away like what nights and weekends after, after like your, your full-time gig, at what point did it like, at what point did you realize, no, 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 no this is, this is a big idea. We, we got to go all in. Yeah, it was, it was pretty quickly. I okay. think we spent like two months kind of really getting our understanding of demand testing. And then my co-founder was like, let's just go start having some conversations and like, see if there would be interest in the market. Yeah. And it all just happened. And he was like, let's go for it. Wow. I said, okay, let's do it. Let's take the leap. So we, we officially started working uh, full-time on getaway in June. Wow. June. Okay. And we're, we're in so October right now. This is brand yeah, new. It's a baby. Wow. That's amazing. That's amazing. Hey guys, it's Zach. If you're enjoying this episode, could you do me two very quick favors? First, this show is possible thanks to a handful of incredible organizations who've signed on to be advertising partners of Behind the Stays. It would mean the world to me if you'd take just a second to scroll down to the show notes and go learn more about this episode's sponsor. Even if you aren't in the market for agency support or a new PMS at the moment, it never hurts to be aware of who else is out there. And second, if you're listening to this episode on Spotify, could you be so kind as to give Behind the Stays a five-star rating? And if you're on Apple Podcasts, could you submit a quick review and let me know what you love most about the show? I know it seems trivial, but these things really, really do help us grow the show. And just a reminder that if you've ever got feedback from me on how to make the show better, shoot me an email directly at Zach, that's Z-A-C-H, at spontaneous.com. You all really are the best. I love receiving your emails and DMs. All right, so check out the sponsor and leave us a rating and a review, please. All right, guys, back to the show. So what, yeah. what's been what's been hardest so far? So I, I imagine you guys, uh, I don't know if you've disclosed this or not, but like how much how much have you guys raised? Um, and then like what what has been most challenging thus far? And then we'll we'll talk about what's been most exciting so far. Yeah, uh, so we were super fortunate. We raised um, a total of $5.9 million um, in funding and a mixture of from venture capital and then also debt. Okay. Um, and I would say the most challenging to date has really been because we're selling to both accredited and non-accredited investors, um, there are a ton of regulations mm. that you have to go through. <laughs> 
Um, and the regulatory environment is just, it's very murky, yeah, to say yeah. the least. Uh, and so, you know, so core of what we want to do is being able to open this up to everybody. So this was like top priority for us is how do we get qualified by the SEC to be able to do this? Um, but that has been um, probably the biggest like hair pulling exercise <laughs> to date. Working <laughs> like, with the federal government. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So um, that, that has really been a challenge. Yeah. And then also, we're in a really interesting time from a real estate perspective. It's yeah. like when we, when we first, you know, we're going after the idea and raising capital, the market looked very, very different than where it does today. Yeah. I think interest rates were still at 3%. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and so being navigating, navigating the market and understanding you know, back to being queen of the deal, making sure that we are making really, really smart acquisition and investment opportunities is, has been, uh, has been a top priority yeah. and huge focus area. Oh, what I imagine, um, and I'm sure you guys have spent a lot of time thinking about this and, and know uh, a lot more about this than I do, but just like anecdotally, what I would imagine, you know, is happening as well. Yes, interest rates are are going up, and there's a lot of uh, concern and, and maybe maybe fear um, um, that that folks are that folks are uh, working through right now. It also pr- potentially presents like a really interesting opportunity where, like, hey, maybe I was thinking of buying a short term rental, right? And for myself, and now it's like, you know what? I I don't have the upfront capital for that, but this. Yeah. Thing that getaway is doing hey maybe maybe now i can like take this cash or you know a chunk of it put it here instead and you know not inherit as much risk um and potentially also you know you know scratch the itch that i've been like looking to scratch so while i think it's it is you know maybe a a, a scary and, and and trepidatious time for some folks especially those that were planning to kind of you know buy a couple sdrs maybe this actually presents like a really cool opportunity for getaway Exactly. And I think that, you know, in terms of why now you're hitting the nail on the head, um, it's like as more and more folks are like, I don't want to buy a property completely by myself or now I can't, what are the other avenues to ownership? We're, we're standing in line saying like, this is a great opportunity. And, and from our perspective, because we are pulling more capital from individual investors, we can approach the leverage or the debt equation, you know, differently. Uh, Where we don't need to put eighty, we don't need to have eighty percent LTV or leverage on every deal. We could potentially raise fifty percent of equity and then have fifty percent of debt. Where even with increasing interest rates, the deals make sense from an investment perspective, and you're able to hit a return profile that's still very attractive that folks might not be able to do individually. I, I'm curious to hear about how you all are approaching uh acquisition from a like a, a property type perspective like are you guys like going after a, a very specific kind of category of home are you uh, how, like i guess how how diversified are you going with respect to the kinds of homes that um that getaway is acquiring yeah it's a great question so we're really focused um when i think about the short term rental market we're very focused on like mid tier from a rental perspective. And one of that, you know, one reason for that is um, we believe it's more recession proof than kind of upper market rentals. Um, And so with that, I would say our buy box is really 500 to 1.5 million. Um, We're open to single family, multifamily, just depending on, on the opportunity. Um, And then really focusing on markets that are, I call it within a drive to a metro, hmm. um, but easily accessible by a large population or large city population. Um, because, you know, as we look at the next couple of years, we think that based on the data, those types of properties will perform best. And first and foremost, we are an investment platform and yep. like we have a you know, responsibility to our investors to try and maximize outcomes for them. Um, so that's how I just like that lens on everything. And, yeah. at the end of the day, it's like, would I put my own money into this property? Like, is this something that I'm really proud of and feel sure of is how the final step and the criteria (laughs) on acquisition, you know, you have the checklist, that's the last one. Um, So 
so that's kind of where we're focused right now. Yeah, yeah, that's awesome. And I, I feel like, you know, one of one of the things that you guys are doing, which is challenging, but I think what, what is also sort of like potentially, um, you know, has some incredible upside is this sort of like, you know, dual dual product, if you will, or, or two faced product of like, you're also trying to sell like, you know, this this experience, right? And this, um, this vaca- essentially like a, a, a membership that, you know, uh, is associated with like, like, where I'm going to go on vacation and where I'm going to stay. So it's all you've got this like actual like travel, like hospitality component to it as well. Yeah. Um, which again, can, you know, complicate things, I'm sure. But but at the, you know, uh, on the other side of the coin can also be um, a huge opportunity for, for, a you know, a, a unique value proposition that you guys bring to to the market. I, I'm curious on that front, how are you? How are you all thinking through like, all right, how are we how do we design an experience that people really want to um, to enjoy and to participate in when they're actually staying in in a getaway home. Like, are you guys thinking through those problems yourselves? Do you have someone else on your team who's responsible for that? Like, how, how are you guys uh, hashing that out? Yeah, so it's it's front and front and like foremost thought for us is this member experience piece of our product. Yeah, and, um, it's something that's core to you know, core problem that myself and my co-founder are are tackling together um, in terms of like, what does that look like? And what does that look like day one at where we are today? And how does that evolve over time? And how can we, you know, build on this program and add more benefits and, and pieces for our members that, that make it even a better experience than, you know, where we are today. Um, But we're thinking through like little things like, for example, when you become a getaway member, you actually have your own quote unquote key card or mm. or keychain with your membership number. And every time you go to check into a property on when you are vacationing within the portfolio, your membership number, your owner code is the access code to the property. Ah, nice. And, nice. So it's like yeah. little things of like that's like you're actually an owner. Like you can expect those types of things. So really weaving in what I call is like pride of ownership moments mm. throughout the entire experience is key. And whether that's, you know, as simple as like being able to book out a stay ahead of everyone else um, or showing up to the property and the kitchen is stocked with like, or the fridge is stocked with your favorite beverage. Like those are the types of just like simple, but really appreciated types of things that we're hoping to build into the member experience. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's, that is, that's exciting. There's a lot of, yeah, there's a, there, there's so much you could do here. One of the things that we, I've talked to several people about on on this show is like, is this idea that we haven't really seen this, um, this like emergence of like a, a Marriott or a Hyatt sort of like equivalent in the short term rental market. Like you don't yeah. see you see a lot of Airbnb portfolios, you know, collections of maybe 15, 20 homes, uh, you know, or you see like major you see like the Vacasas of the world. Right. But th- those are entirely different. Right. Um, uh, business models and 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 whatnot. But you, what you haven't seen is you haven't seen somebody sort of like nail the oh, I'm staying at a, a getaway property. Right. And I think the folks that like wander are trying to do this right now in, in yeah. sense and, and I, i'm huge huge fans of the the folks that wander but like you know they're they're one company that's trying to do this and i think yeah. that there's like a lot of opportunity for for more folks to really lean into this is like who are the marriott's the hyatt's right the hilton's of of the short-term rental space and what does it look like to have a loyalty program right to a particular a particular collection of homes um so i i'm super excited i get really jazzed anytime i hear people like you talking about this because i think it's a it's a huge opportunity that that not enough people are are going after in a serious way. Totally. And the, like on that building on that point too, it's the consistency. It's like yeah. when you go to a Marriott, you know kind of exactly what you're going to get. Yeah. And being able to create that in a short-term rental brand as we continue to see short-term rentals take up more and more market share um for stays, I think that's a huge opportunity area for not only getaway but other operators out in the space yeah yeah oh gosh this stuff is 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 jazzing me up i, I love these conversations <laughs> uh I, i'm curious uh, how have you thought about like like building your team is it, is it just you and your co-founder right now or, or how, how big is the the getaway team 
Yeah. So, so currently it's the two of us. Plus then we have two engineers, amazing engineers, by the way, nice. shout out to them. Nice. Um, and so far we've really built out then kind of an army around us of consultants and freelancers yep. to help, um, on specific areas. Um, and that's been really fruitful to date. I think one thing that we're very focused on is trying to stay as lean as possible. Yeah. Um, from a fixed cost perspective yep. um, while we we build and scale the model. Um, but we're really, you know, our first two big business hires will be uh, on the marketing and operations side. So I think about it as like building like your brain trust. Mm. And then, you know, because our properties are all over the country, like really leaning into trusted vendor networks and third parties to, to be your boots on the ground. Um, as, and so that's how we're thinking about it today. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. Um, and I'm sure your investors are, are happy to hear that. <laughs> um. You're a kick-ass Airbnb host. In fact, you've done such a great job at marketing your short-term rental on Instagram that you're pretty much entirely booked for the next six to 12 months. And while it doesn't happen regularly, every so often there's a cancellation or just one random three-night window of availability in the middle of the week. Now, posting about the fact that you've had a cancellation or that you've got just three nights left in February on your Instagram story is a great start, but what if you could automatically notify interested guests the second a cancellation comes through? And that's where Ping comes in. Ping makes it easy for guests to be notified when their favorite Airbnbs become available. Ping is a simple widget that lives on your website or your direct booking site and integrates with your Airbnb listing and allows your fans and followers to sign up to be notified if their preferred dates become available. Here's how it works. Jimmy sees that you're booked for the whole month of October, but he wants to be notified if any three-night window in the month becomes available. Jen is a returning guest and wants to be notified if any week in June, July, or August becomes available. In a matter of seconds, Jimmy and Jen fill out the simple form and will be pinged if their requested dates become available. And as a host, you will immediately get pinged via email with Jimmy and Jen's contact information and requested dates, which allows you to build up your own database of guest email addresses. Ping. It's what the best Airbnb hosts use to maximize bookings. Sign up for free at www.bnbping.com. Ping. Brought to you by Spontaneous. I, I want to hear a little bit more. Anything you can share with us about like who you, some of your early users are of Getaway? Like who are who are some of your investors? Um, and you, not to actually like name people by name, obviously, but just like if if you had to ca categorize them as like a persona group, like who who are the kinds of people that are investing in um, in Getaway as as users? And then who are the kinds of people, uh, if any, um, that are like staying at the properties? Is there like a different kind of guest persona? Are they the same? And talk to us just a little bit about like your your core personas. Yeah. So just one clarification is we are still in our qualification uh, period with the SEC. So we haven't been able to take investment yet. Okay. We're yep. ideally launching uh, this week. Knock on uh, wood. Knock on wood. Cross your fingers <laughs> for us that, that goes through our final qualification step. Um, but one thing we've seen, we've been collecting a ton of uh, demand and, and building out uh, a wait list okay, of, nice. of potential customers. So I think we're close to 10,000 people on our wait list right now. And what we've found is, you know, first and foremost, there's a variety of folks. Like okay. we have folks that are looking to invest a thousand dollars. We have folks that are looking to invest a hundred thousand dollars. Like it very much ranges, but I would say the majority are our first time real estate investors. Nice. They, um, really excited about this asset type. Uh, they either have, you know, have stayed in an Airbnb property, have friends that own one. They just, there's a clear understanding of how, you know, short-term rentals can be really strong cash flowing assets. Um, and they're very excited to also stay in properties. And, and most people are, think that they'll use, you know, the vacation benefit um, about a week a year. So okay. that's kind of been the demand we've, we've collected, um, from our wait list and understanding those customers on the flip side, we've been actively running, um, 
our first offering as a rental and um, it's in Scottsdale, Arizona. Okay. It's an awesome four bedroom home that can sleep 14 um, with, you know, great backyard and the pool and all of that fun stuff that Scottsdale has to offer. And so we've really seen that the majority of folks coming through on the guest side have been bachelorette parties okay, uh, yeah. <laughs> and, and families. Okay. And so we've had, we've hosted a ton of families as well. Um, I think because of the size of the home and you know, how many folks you can, can sleep in, in beds, that's been really, really attractive. That's awesome. I, I, um, I am glad you clarified that. Uh, thanks for clarifying that. And hey, hopefully by the time this releases, um, which is you know in a, in a, a couple weeks here, hopefully uh, everything has gone through and you guys have some you yeah. know you've been able to open up uh, fully. So excited to excited to hear how that continues to go. A um, couple final questions for you, Ali. One one is just around as as you think about like I know as like as an entrepreneur like as as a founder like there's so many different things to focus on, right? There's so many, there's, there's constantly different things pulling at your attention and whatnot. And I'm curious, just from your perspective, over over the next like six months, like what, when you think about, we need we need to nail these, you know, two or three things. Like what in your mind is like top, top priority for getaway to like get right over the next six months? Again, I'm sure there's a laundry list of other things that you'd like to do. But like when you think about priorities, where are you really focused over the next six months? Yeah, that's a great question. We are very, very focused on building trust and credibility mm. um, because first and foremost, this is an investment, you know, platform and company. Um, having, you know, the trust and credibility from the consumer standpoint is so important. So, you know, more education on who we are and what our product is, how how the ins and outs of how it works, and mm. understanding how to think about a, a real estate investment and and trying to educate the broader population, especially first-time investors, on what to look for. What do certain metrics mean? Why is that important? Um, is su- is a top priority for us um, because we think an education, the education portion of our product will, one, not only help getaway grow, but also help the broader um, population like really understand and get smart around real estate investing. Um, and thus will help us also convert folks into customers. Yeah, I think um, that that's a, a really important priority, especially I was talking to um, a few folks who are, you know, on the on the border of Gen Z millennial uh, and or even just, you know, some slightly older Gen Z folks. And I was just chatting with them about like, yeah, how are you thinking about like, you know, your money and like where yeah. do you want to buy a house? and. It's it's funny. It's like there's definitely a a contingent of, and I feel like the contingent is growing of people that like aren't sure they want to like buy a house for themselves that they're going to live in full time. Like they're they're happy renters, um, but they are interested in like real estate, and so they're yeah. they're trying to figure out. Okay, well, like I can't really tell my mom that like I'm buying like a condo, but I'm not going to live in it. Like I'm really I'm going to keep paying all this money to live in Austin or New York or wherever you know, um, but but I'm going to buy a condo that I'm going to put on Airbnb and somebody else is going to live in. It. Like it just doesn't make sense, right? To to you know older older generations. But I think what's really interesting is like the companies like Getaway that can sufficiently educate this next generation yeah. of folks who again have different living preferences and, and different lifestyle preferences or concerns. Wh- whoever can effectively educate well, I think ends up winning, right? Because there is there is a lot of, you know, there, there will be a lot of money that these generations um, uh, have to put towards something. And as people, as we enter, again, maybe a little bit more of a precarious time, real estate as an asset class has always kind of felt secure for people, right? So if you can, yeah. if you can communicate this well to this next generation of, of investors like you guys are trying to do, I think that is 100% where focus should be. Not that you asked what my opinion was, but <laughs> no, I appreciate it. It said so well. Uh, no, it's spot on. Well, Ali, this has been um, a privilege. My last question for you is: most folks who are listening to this conversation are short-term rental hosts. They might have between five and twenty properties, um, but we we actually have a kind of a growing contingency of listeners who are folks who are entrepreneurs um, who are building things in and around the short-term rental space, which is really great. We love you. Thanks for, thanks for being here, guys um, and gals. But um, what what I'm curious what hot takes are just like um, at words of wisdom or advice. When you, when you think about like the state of the industry, the state of hospitality, the state of travel, like what are, what are some like core beliefs that you have? 
Yeah, I think so. First and foremost, I think we're in the infancy stages of short-term rentals as an asset class. Um, So there's going to be a ton of innovation and um, kind of operative like operationalization. I didn't even say that correctly. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, of the space in the next 10 years. I think like if you look at the single family rental or long-term rental space, what's happened over the last 10 years for that space, um, it's coming. So everybody hold on and get ready. So folks that have got in early and, and are in the industry now are really well positioned um, because I do think institutional capital is going to be interested in this space in the next 10 years as they're looking for their next, um, you know, big asset class. Um, And I think, you know, hitting on what we talked about earlier, there's this opportunity right now to build a brand and not very many people are doing it across the space, but I think we'll start to see more and more operators trying to become the Hilton or the Marriott of their portfolio. Um, and with that, going more direct consumer than trying to rely on Airbnb or VRBO or any of the other booking platforms. Yeah. Um, so I think we'll start to see more people trying to cut out the platforms. The man. Yeah. 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 I I think you're right, Allie. Um, and it's funny, you know, uh, when I talk to smart people like you, uh, they they say a lot of the same things, which is typically a good indicator that uh, there's something there. So. Um, Ali, I'm so appreciative of your time. Uh, congratulations, first and foremost, for founding and, and um, getting Getaway to where it is right now. I'm super excited to continue to watch you all grow. Um, for folks who are listening that want to connect with you, learn more about what you all are doing, maybe be an investor, what's um what's the best way for them to reach out? Best way is to check out getaway.co, so .co, um, to learn more about the investments. And then if anyone wants to reach out to me personally ever, it's super easy. It's Ali, A-L-I, at getaway.co. Wonderful. And we'll go ahead and we'll link your email and um, the website in the show notes below. So if you're listening to this and you want to connect with Ali, just scroll on down to the show notes. But um, Ali, thank you so much for your time. It's been a pleasure. Thanks so much, Zach. friends hope you've enjoyed today's show if you are an airbnb host or know an airbnb host who'd like to come on the show please send me an email at zach z-a-c-h at spontaneous.com and we will chat behind the stays is brought to you each week by spontaneous a carefully curated weekly newsletter that brings you the best last minute deals and upcoming steals on airbnb it's sort of like scott's cheap flights but for airbnb You can sign up once again for free at spontaneous.com. Last but certainly not least, I didn't believe in Marie Kondo's whole spark joy mantra until I started podcasting. Now, my joy is sparked every time I see a new subscriber roll in. So please hit that subscribe button so you never miss an episode. And so you add a little spark to my joy fire today. Okay, that was kind of weird, but um, we're going to roll with it. Subscribe. Um, And thanks in advance. All right, everyone. See you next time.